You are listening to Master Coaching with Ajit, a podcast that inspires coaches to impact lives of their clients more meaningfully. I am Coach Ajit, and I'm known for coaching high performers, entrepreneurs, and leaders. I'm also a serial entrepreneur and author of many books. On this podcast, I am answering your burning questions. I'm also demonstrating and deconstructing behind-the-scenes coaching sessions. Hello there, Master Coaches. Let me ask you a real-world scenario. Has it ever happened that you got onto a coaching call and as you got onto the coaching call, you were so excited to talk to this person and they were so excited to talk to you, but you asked one question and this person kept talking and talking and talking and then they were talking some more and there was a point in that thread of them speaking with you, you felt like that they will never end or they actually did never end. If that has been your case, let me tell you, you're not alone. If you've been wondering, hey, how do I cut off a person in this situation? You are not alone. If you have been in the situation where you wondered if that person will ever stop talking, well, you are not alone. In this episode, I am helping you demystify and understand as to what is really happening here, what is it that you need to consider, and how is it that you need to deal with the situation so you can actually get a few words in and help this client move along. There's a common challenge that happens with coaches, and that is often because of many factors and many reasons that we'll discuss today, we end up with clients, speaking with clients where they just keep talking. And sometimes it's not just a five, 10 minute monologue. Sometimes it's like 20, 25 minutes monologue where the client is just talking and they're just saying often the same things in just many different ways. Has that ever happened to you? If it hasn't, I promise you that one day it will happen to you. So this episode may be something that you want to listen to for that purpose as well as to for when it happens, how are you going to deal with that situation? Before we get into why this happens, and what you can do about it, let's understand that there is an underlying phenomenon that a client is experiencing when they're speaking with you. See, when a client engages with you, it's a big possibility that they have given a tremendous amount of trust to you. They have a bond with you or a level of trust with you that is possible that they don't have it with anybody else, which is why it becomes really important in a coach-coaching relationship for you to handle the situation in the most responsible way you can. So there was this seminar that I had held where there were hundreds of attendees and I was live coaching in the seminar. And one of the attendees, as I spotted them and I said, I'm going to coach you next, started to explain what was happening for them. And uh, it usually takes one to two minutes, maybe three minutes at best, for somebody to really explain themselves in the situation and ask their question. And then we get into it. But this person took a little bit longer. It was three minutes and it was four minutes and it was five minutes. And I was kind of getting concerned that they actually don't have a point to the story that they're sharing. They're just sharing because they need to share. How I tackle that situation in front of hundreds of people was something that actually earned respect from not only the person that I handled at the time, but also everybody else in the room. And I know that because after we were done with the session, a lot of the attendees walked up to me and shared with me how for the first time they had seen a coach really cut somebody off while being incredibly respectful and responsible in that situation where I did not break trust with the person but I did cut them off in a way where it felt that this was a part of the entire conversation, right? So I'm going to tell you exactly what I did. I'm going to give you the tools so you can use it in your coaching sessions as well. But before we get into the tools, let's understand why is it 
And that's where your coaching hat needs to come on when you are actually dealing with a client is first you need to understand why is it that the clients keep rambling? What is it that's happening for them that they would keep talking and talking and talking and talking? Well, the first reason why a client may go on a ramble is because after a long time, they have met someone that actually is listening to them. And this is the most common reason why your clients will tend to ramble. They are going on and on, sharing their situation, sharing their struggles, sharing their life with you because there's nobody else in their life that they could share that with. This is an important point to note. When you are the only safe place your client has where they are fully expressed, you want to be mindful of the role that you play. See, sometimes your clients need that space so they can finally express themselves. And once they've expressed themselves, they can self-regulate to know when they are rambling and when they are not rambling, when they are over-communicating or communicating enough. And to get to that place, you need to let your client fully express themselves. So if your client in the first, second, or third session is talking a lot, it is a big possibility because for the first time, they're feeling safe with someone and what they really need to do there is express themselves. The second reason why your client may be rambling and maybe going on and on about a situation is because they are what is called an external processor. An external processor is a person that needs to say things out loud to make sense and meaning of it. This would mean that while some of us make up a thought, especially if you're a coach, there is a big possibility that you actually think before you speak. An externalist processor speaks before they're fully thought and conceived their idea. So the way they conceive the idea or finalize their idea is by speaking out loud, which means you want to let them process the idea or process their concern so they can come to a natural conclusion. They can come to a natural point that they were trying to make. With external processor, you would find that if usually a person needs to fully express themselves in two or three minutes, an external processor takes about five to six minutes. So they just take a little bit longer, but you won't find them going on and on for hours. You won't hear them going on and on for like 10 or 15 minutes. They would still be able to process their entire thought. They will just be processing with you. Their conversations mostly sound like, and then this happened, and then this happened. And I think that means which basically they are actually processing the information with you. So be mindful of how they are and what they are really saying. If they are just trying to get to the point, they're just an external processor, which means you need to be patient with them and learn their processing style so you can be patient as they figure out what they're even trying to say. The third kind of person that keeps going on and on and speaks for several minutes is a person that is uncomfortable with silence. There could be many reasons for a person to be uncomfortable with silence. And because they're uncomfortable with silence, they don't want to stop talking until you start speaking. And you would learn very quickly about that with your client because every time you give them even a few second pause, they kind of have to jump into and start saying something. They need to jump into and start commenting on something and they, they can't just shut up. Like it's just not possible for them to deal with silence. A person like that is a little bit difficult to coach in silence because it's hard to give them space to really let the idea settle in. But this is the kind of persona that you might be dealing with. And so you need to start to work with them to start getting comfortable with silence. And you might have practices that can help them really get comfortable with silence. The fourth kind of person that would not stop talking is somebody that is underconfident. And they're underconfident, so they want to make it a point that you understood what they were saying. And because this person wants to make sure that you understand what they're saying, they will keep talking until you give some kind of gesture that tells them that you understood what they're saying. You're nodding your head, you're acknowledging, you're saying something for them to know that yes, you understood the point that they were trying to make. 
And lastly, the person ends up talking a lot more because they have no visual clue that you actually have got the whole point. Like this is not an underconfident person. This is not an overconfident person. This is just a person waiting for a cue for you to kind of go, oh, I got the point, <laughs> right? Uh, oh, I understand. So that might be the reason why your client is talking a lot is because you're not letting them know that you actually are understanding what they're saying. So that's another reason why your clients may be talking a lot. Now, these are the reasons why your clients might be talking. Now, let's talk about the reasons why you may be letting them talk, <laughs> which is really what the problem is. The problem is not only that your client is just talking and talking and talking, but you find it hard to kind of interject in the conversation. There's one of two reasons. One is because you feel like you're cutting them off and you're not letting them fully express themselves. That is one of the most common reasons why we don't cut off anyone, even if you feel like the person just talking a lot. You don't because you feel like, I don't want to cut the person off. I, I don't want them to not feel like they were being fully expressed or they've really said what they wanted to say. That's one of the reasons why we don't cut off people. The second reason why we don't cut off people is because we feel that it is disrespectful of us to actually cut off people. And that's because in the past, when somebody did cut you off inappropriately and probably in a really bad way, you felt disrespected. And so you feel like you don't want to do that to somebody else. And so you don't cut people off. And the third reason why you may not be cutting your client off, even if they are going on a ramble, is because you've just never been able to do that. You have never established a boundary where you have defined what's okay, what's not okay in context of communication within the person. And so you feel like that you cannot cross somebody's boundary or your boundary can be overstepped and somebody can just talk over you because they just want to talk. So it could be a subtle boundary issue that may be evident here. So there are many reasons that a client may want to go on rambling, some of them very legitimate, some of them not so much. It is also some subtle reasons where you are partly responsible for your client to go on and on and on. And so you want to be mindful of those reasons as well. But here are some techniques that you can absolutely use immediately that will help for you to stop your client when they're rambling or be able to work around it in a way where it makes more sense. The first thing that you need to do is to really listen. Listening to your client is really to understand where they are are they somebody who's for the first time expressing themselves? If that's the case, there's no reason to cut them. This is the first time they're getting to express themselves. Even if it takes them an hour, it's perfectly okay, right? Which is why the key is listening. The key is, let me listen for what are they really trying to say? What is it that is present to me based on many different reasons why a person rambles? What is it that's really happening? So the first key is to listen. If they're looking for a safe space to express themselves, if they are an external processor, it's perfectly okay for you to just simply play the role of a listener in this situation so they can fully express themselves and you can understand them a lot better so that you can really help them a lot better. The second way is one of my favorite ways to really interject into a conversation is when a client is talking and they're talking for a long time, I, I would give them more time than a regular person to know that they were getting to a point or they were not getting to a point. So if usually I would give two, three minutes for a person to really explain themselves, it might take about four or five minutes before I interject into a conversation. And here's how I would interject. Hey, listen, Jane, Jane, I totally hear you. I just want to make sure that I'm understanding what you're really saying. So can I repeat what I've understood until now? And then we can see if that's a, that's a good ground to get started. You would see that here, I'm yes stopping by taking their name, hey Jane, but I'm immediately following up with something that actually is kind to the conversation, which is, I just want to make sure that I'm understanding what you're really saying. Can I take a minute to reflect back to make sure I've understood so we can have a place or a common place to get started with? 
So I've not only stopped them, I've told them that I'm not trying to stop them to, because it's not important what they're saying. It's more important to me that I understand what you're saying, right? So it's more about me than them. So it feels less threatening to them or doesn't feel like I've actually stopped them for purposes of stopping them. It feels more like, oh, you've stopped them. So you make sure you understand me. That's the whole point of communication. But at the same point in time, I close by saying, so we can start at the same place. And the reason for that is because right on the back of that, I would actually start coaching them. I wouldn't then go, okay, now continue. I would simply go, okay, now that we have understood this together, if you've understood the same thing, let me ask you a question, right? And now I'm actually leaning them into the coaching session, right? So instead of letting them ramble and go into a long tangential mode, I am bringing their attention back to something that's important. And that brings me to the third way of really tackling the situation, which is I would ask them to solve only one problem at a time. This simply means when somebody's going on a ramble or is saying many ideas back to back to back or stop and say, hey, 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 Stacy, Stacy, thank you. But that's a lot. That's a lot of ideas. There's a lot of challenges we want to tackle. Listen, I would love for us to start with one problem at a time. How about we just tackle problem number one that you said first? Because I'm carefully listening, I know that they're stacking on problem after problem after problem. And so I'm bringing their attention back to one and then we'll solve that. And then they'll say, okay, now let's go back to the other set of problems. A lot of times when you solve one problem, other problems solve themselves. But if that doesn't happen, you have another place to go to. But I'm pretty much suggesting that, hey, it's my brain that cannot process this much information. Can we do one thing at a time? Which really, again, gets the person to feel very disarmed. They don't feel like I'm threatening them. I'm not saying we other things are not important. I'm simply saying I can only deal with one thing at a time. And you are so smart that you are doing all these different things at the same time. So without using such words like you're so smart, the way I'm communicating makes them feel like, oh, you're acknowledging my brilliance while tackling only one situation at a time. Great. And so asking for clarity or understanding or asking for solving one problem at a time usually helps me bring the person's attention to a singular point. And as they attention it to a singular point, now it's easy for me to tackle that situation and coach them from there to really be able to find solution. Now, in the past few minutes, we have covered a lot. Let's go over quickly as to what all we covered. The first thing we talked about is understand where your client is at. What is it that they're going through? So you really, really need to understand, put your client into one of the five categories that we talked about. The second thing that I want you to do is really listen. Really listen for where they are at because if you listen carefully, you will then be able to do step three, which is either ask for understanding or ask for solving one problem at a time. So, these are some simple ways that you can work with clients that may be rambling or are talking on and on and on about a thing that you've really understood in the first two minutes of the conversation. I would love for you to go ahead and try this tool. See, nothing would give me more pleasure than you going out and using what we talk about on this podcast in your real coaching practice. Implement it and see if it works. And when it works, tell us it worked for you. That would be the greatest gift that I can get for having this podcast and for doing all the work that I do in the world. So my invitation for you is to go out and try this in the real world. And at the same point in time, if you have a coach friend that may have asked you a similar question or you know somewhere that they might be struggling with this problem, go ahead, share this episode with them because they can really use this information. It would really help them in their future coaching sessions. If you're not following this podcast, I really invite you to click that follow button so you can get a notification every time we post a new episode on this platform. If you haven't taken a minute and given us a rating, go ahead to the platform you're listening to this on and give us a five-star review. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is Coach Ajit and you're listening to Master Coaching with Ajit.